From bureaus worldwide, this is CNA 938 World Report. I'm Benji Haya in London. And I'm Jagrati Dave in Washington. We begin today with the outcomes of the four-hour summit meeting between U.S. President Joe Biden and Chinese President Xi Jinping. Chinese state media say President Xi warned his American counterpart that the U.S. is playing with fire on the issue of Taiwan. And the White House says President Biden pushed back, warning President Xi not to pursue any unilateral efforts that would destabilize the Taiwan Strait. Both sides agree the meeting saw no concrete breakthroughs on any of the major areas of contention, but top White House officials on Tuesday seemed certain the conversation had put the relationship on a more predictable footing, at least over the short term, as our U.S. Bureau Chief Simon Marks reports. The White House said the meeting would last for two hours. In the event, it ran for almost four. The White House said the meeting would generate no joint statement by the two governments and tried to damp down expectations of a breakthrough, and in the event, neither was forthcoming. And yet, President Biden setting the stage at the very start of the meeting, during the brief portion open to the press, made it apparent this was an all-important conversation. It seems to me our responsibility as leaders of China and the United States to ensure that the competition between our countries does not veer into conflict, whether intended or unintended. Just simple, straightforward competition. And it seems to me we need to establish some common sense guardrails to be clear and honest where we disagree and work together where interests intersect, especially on vital global issues like climate change. From President Xi, again during the opening, very little disagreement on that. Right now, both China and the United States are at critical stages of development. As the world's two largest economies and the permanent members of the UN Security Council, China and the United States need to increase communication and cooperation. But the real work got underway when the cameras left. A more intense, engaged conversation, said White House officials, than either of the two presidential phone calls that preceded it. Jake Sullivan, the president's national security adviser, who was in the room during the meeting, described the experience in a forum at the Brookings Institution on Tuesday morning. There were sections last night that were incredibly direct, candid and straightforward. Um, and, and there was nothing about um, the session that led either side to um, to try to cut corners in terms of being direct with one another. That is evident from the readout of the meeting provided by both sides on the issue of Taiwan. A tough conversation, President Xi telling President Biden to back off, the U.S. leader insisting he abides by the one-China policy that sees the U.S. only recognize the sovereignty of the PRC, but warning President Xi not even to think about taking unilateral action to pull Taiwan back into the mainland fold. But in practical terms, what will those guardrails that President Biden said are essential to heading off potential conflict actually going to look like? Jake Sullivan offered a preview. Ensuring peace and stability across the Taiwan Strait, having clear communication, avoiding miscommunication is going to be an important and intensive aspect of work between our militaries, between our national security councils, uh, and between our diplomats. And so you will see um, at multiple levels 
an intensification of, of the engagement. That intensification of engagement is about to take place in another area, trade. Catherine Tai, the U.S. trade representative, will now, according to White House officials, take another look at the phase one trade deal between Washington and Beijing to try to find a resolution to the disputes over it. That has breathed new life into suggestions that the days may be numbered for some of the Trump-era tariffs still on the books. Mr Sullivan used a notably curious phrase when describing the president's interventions over human rights. He raised American concerns about China's practices in Xinjiang, Tibet and Hong Kong. He raised concerns about human rights more broadly. Uh, not directed at any one country. That has infuriated Republicans. They want to know why the president's criticism was not directed specifically at China. They're also curious about another omission from last night's discussion. There's no indication that President Biden pushed President Xi to provide more transparency over the origins of COVID-19. Gordon Chang, author of the book The Coming Collapse of China, told conservative-leaning Newsmax Television... That's not good enough. Obviously, you can't bring it up because it really means that if you killed 764,000 Americans, you got to do something about it. Biden doesn't want to do something about it. He wants to talk. You know, conflicts are not preceded by an absence of communication. They're preceded by communication of the type we had last night. And there is some confusion about two other issues. The Chinese say a deal has been done over visas for journalists in each other's countries. The White House won't be drawn on the matter, referring questions to the State Department that went unanswered on Tuesday. And what of the Beijing Winter Olympics? President Xi was expected to invite President Biden to attend the Games, but didn't. Deputy White House Press Secretary Andrew Bates was asked about that on Air Force One. Would the president like to send you American athletes to Beijing for the Olympics? Uh, I just don't have anything to add on that subject right now. But again, it was not a part of their discussion. Watch this space and watch it too to see just how much all of this talk of cooperation and win-win understanding is in fact translated into a step back from the brink. I'm Simon Marks in Washington.